Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm your host, Mike Moody. On this week's AgCast, Jacob Davis, director of the Alabama Peanut Producers Association, has a conversation with Jeff Jeffers. Jeff is the director of Shipping Point Inspection for the Alabama Department of Agriculture and Industries. In our wrap-up today, Blake Thaxton brings us information about the upcoming AFVGA annual meeting. You know, last time we covered this, that uh, your title says uh, Shipping Point Inspection, but industry typically refers to your division as Alabama Federal State Inspection. But from conversations you and I have had in the recent past, we've discussed staffing issues, especially with seasonal employees. Uh, well, how did this year go? Was staffing still an issue? Staffing is still an issue. It's probably one of the number one issues that we face during this time of the year when we have to hire those 180, 200, 220 employees and deal with the attrition. So, you know, we hire people and this job can be tough. Uh, we work seven days a week. We work 8, 10, 12, up to 15 hours a day, and, and some people are good people, and they want to work, but they get this job, and they just realize they come back to us, and they say, you know what, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And we understand that, uh, and, and it is, it's tough. It's a tough job. Uh, we really have worked trying to get the word out. Uh, we do billboards, we do radio ads, we put flyers out all over the area that we cover, uh, and we use apps, so these hiring apps. And we have found now that probably Facebook and apps like ZipRecruiter and Indeed are probably our number one producers for getting people. Mm-hmm. So in the future, we're probably going to concentrate on on those things that are winning for us and and working for us. Um, we have went up on pay. Last year we paid thirteen thirty an hour. This year we're at thirteen sixty five an hour. Um, believe it or not, that really works when you pay people more. Sure. <laughs> you get better quality people. We're going to have to look at also increasing our pay in the future to continue to get the amount of people we need, but more importantly, we want quality people. And if if I could do anything, this app, this this podcast, I, I just would employ if you're hearing this podcast, please consider coming and working for us. The people that work for us and like it, love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good job to earn Christmas money for people who are retired, for people who are part-time, people who work seasonal type work besides us. This fills in a gap in the fall. Uh, Just we would love to have you, love to talk to you, and and gauge your interest and see if you might be interested in working with us. Well, I know I had a a friend in high school, his mother did uh, tax work. during part of the year, but then the rest of the year, 
she uh, worked there in op at, back then was Anderson Peanuts. So mm -hmm. she worked uh, inspecting grading peanuts there in, in the off season for the tax prep. So I know there's a lot of people that's done that in the past. That's kind of that seasonal niche, you know, where some people are seasonal with taxes. We, we'd love to talk to them and, and, and explore opportunities for them working with us. So uh, y'all charge with grading the crop every year. Y'all are a, a third party, so you're separate from the growers uh, who are bringing the crop to the buying point, uh, and you're separate from the shellers who's buying that crop, uh, uh, either on site or eventually uh, from the farmer. So, uh, and I think that's a, a wonderful way that our states set up to do that and well they do that across the nation but that's a wonderful way to do it to have that third party that comes in and assigns the grade which assigns the value uh, for the farmer so from a grading perspective how would you describe this year's crop so far this year's crop has just been a little light uh, we during the grading process we have a screen it's 1664 by a three-quarter inch hole basically that shakes and the peanuts that ride that screen are considered mature kernels mm -hmm. there is less mature kernels riding the screen this year not dramatically less but the grades are just a little bit light um, Quality-wise, though, as far as those peanuts that ride that screen, we've had very little issues with damage. So quality-wise, it's a good crop. It's just in some areas a little bit light. Now, saying that, those grades have picked up. So the peanuts that are riding that screen has increased over the past few weeks, and we hope that maintains. Mm -hmm. But overall, I would say a pretty good crop just a little bit light. Well, you and I had spoken a few weeks ago and um, you were concerned about that the grades in the early crop, but um, I'm glad to hear that those grades have improved. Uh, again, you know, that brings value to the farmer who's uh, bringing them in. And with that uh, improve in the grades, you know, um, the growing season was a, a year of extremes this year. So one of the extremes was the price farmers were having to pay for their inputs. Uh, some of those inputs uh, were more than a hundred percent increase over mm -hmm. what they paid yeah. Yeah. the previous growing seasons. So what about the weather extremes that farmers face this year? Yeah, we, we've, we've definitely had some extremes and I tell you what, I, it, it's tough to be a farmer, you know, have to deal with those inputs who just went through the roof this year, chemicals and, and fuel prices, and then deal with the weather extremes that we've had. We went from a wide open May where a lot of peanuts were planted in a short amount of time because they had that window to plant. And then we get peanuts in the ground and we have a fairly dry gene, a pretty dry gene. Mm -hmm. You know, and everybody's worried about stands and getting peanuts up and then here comes the rain and we're so excited to have rain and then July and August it does nothing but rain. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know, you you want rain and it starts raining and then you need those sunshine hours and 
those units of sunshine and it rains through June, I'm, I'm sorry, through July and August, mm-hmm. and then comes time to harvest the peanuts and boom, it's wide open. Yeah. No more rain in September and October. Dry. Dry. Uh, you know, what was it just the other day? Uh, what was that? Today is, heck, what's today? The 14th, mm-hmm. and it just rained this week, first time since Labor Day mm-hmm. that it's rained, uh, which is good. You want dry weather to harvest, but at some point, you want some rain to soften the dirt so you can dig those peanuts. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we had a wide open September. We started out with a bang. I mean, we were getting peanuts in. And actually, it's still wide open through September and early October, but they have to slow down because they're having trouble breaking ground and digging peanuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have heard, you know, they are going through plow points mm-hmm. because the ground is so hard. I've heard anywhere from four to six acres and maybe even less having to change points. And that is just more implements that you're putting on a machine and it makes going slow. So even though the weather was wide open during the fall, it actually started to slow a little bit because it's so tough to dig peanuts. Uh, Peanuts coming in dry. A lot of peanuts came in field dry this year. Usually, they harvest peanuts. Mm -hmm. They bring them into the buying points where they process the peanuts, buy the peanuts, and dry the peanuts. And they have to dry those peanuts down to less than 10% so they'll store in the warehouse. Need to be less than 10% in that warehouse so they can maintain good quality. Mm -hmm. So at the buying points, what they do is use heat through the peanuts, blow it through the peanuts to dry them down to less than 10%. This year, they haven't had to do that as much because they've been coming in from the field dry. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, on on one hand, that's good, though, because that really streamlines the process. The buying point doesn't have to do as many drying. They put them right underneath our sampler, and we can sample them and get them in the grading room and get them graded. But it has really been a year of extremes this year. Uh, with the implement and the weather. Well, and if they're coming in dry too, then uh, that's helping them to get those peanuts in the warehouse and out of that conveyance where it can get back out to a farmer's field quicker too. So, Absolutely. Yeah. They, you know, every farmer's got to have an empty wagon, yep. which is a conveyance, mm-hmm. um, to be able to harvest that crop. And that's part of what we do. They can't dump that wagon until we get a grade. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's it's really an important part of the process that we have to do and maintain that third-party non-bias grading slash inspection when we're doing that. We really we you know train all these people that come into work you know go through a pretty intensive training program and we really harp on the non-bias part of that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I know that you, your people have been wide open over the last few few weeks, and uh, I know that they were as glad to see that rain come as the farmers were. Uh, farmers wanted it to to soften their fields mm-hmm. where they could dig them better and not go through as many plow points, but. Uh, uh, I know your people was uh, looking for it so they could get a break, a breath. <laughs> we we needed a break. <laughs> yeah. We started 
pretty much wide open the week after Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And some of those people have not been off until this week and this probably this weekend, 15th mm-hmm. or the 16th, would be some of those people's first day off. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that's, that's what, going back to the staffing, mm-hmm. you know, it is a, a tough job, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot of people love it. And you're not digging a ditch every day. You're inspecting peanuts, but you're on your feet and you have to move at a fast pace. Uh, there are a lot of buying points out there that do 100 loads a day. Mm-hmm. That's 100 grades a day. Uh, that, that can be tough and, and it's long hours, but it is rewarding and it is a good way to earn some money. Well, since they've been going wide open, uh, what's your best guess on uh, when we'll wrap up the harvest this year? I'm hoping by November the 1st we'll we'll pretty much have this harvest in the books. There's always going to be some stragglers, sure. you know, always some stragglers. But it really looks good if if we'll continue to get some more open weather in October that we could really have this wrapped up and in the books by November the 1st, which is early for us. Mm-hmm. A lot of years, most years, it's Thanksgiving before it really gets wrapped up. So we're talking three weeks earlier this year. Yeah, that'd be good. You know, National Peanut Festival kicks off November the 4th, so that'd be right in time for festival. That that will be that will be nice and just in time, too, because speaking of weather extremes, next week, looking out at the weather, we've got some pretty cold mornings coming yeah. up. Yeah. So we could have, you know, some early frost issues and early cool weather. So it, it's good that we're looking at getting this crop wrapped up by November yeah, the 1st. Farmers need to really take heed of what those forecasts are and make sure that uh, they dig when they need to or yep. leave them in the ground if they need to. Take, to take proper, damage. proper care of those peanuts. They really do. I yeah. think, you know, I'm no weather expert by any means, but I think our first frost usually averages mid to late November. Right. So we're almost a month early, early. on a potential. I'm not saying that it's going to frost, but uh, the the weather is there's some cold temps coming up next week if that holds true. So it'd be a possibility. Absolutely. Let's take a break from this conversation and talk to one of our good friends down at Alabama Ag Credit. Ben Elliott, how are you doing today? Outstanding, Mike. Thanks for having me. Well, wonderful. What's going on in the world of production agriculture at Alabama Ag Credit? It's hard not to see all the great things that are going on in ag. In the field, you're driving down the road and seeing all the crops being harvested and all the cows on the ground. It's just a beautiful time to be in central Alabama and and see what agriculture really puts out there. So it's a time where us as lenders with Alabama Ag, just we, we love being out visiting with customers to see the results from 2022. And those guys are starting to make plans for 2023 that we're involved in. And really like to take this time to encourage anybody that hasn't been a customer with Alabama Ag Credit to give us a call to see where we make and plug in and give them some ideas or some, some rates or some terms that we can offer to to help with their, their 2023 season and going forward. How can folks get more information about this? Man, we'd love to talk to somebody here at 334-270-8686 is our office. Or if they want to find somebody close to them, it's alabamaagcredit.com. Jeff, as we come back from the break, uh, peanut, peanut planted acres, that's a mouthful, our estimates on planted acres have been all over the place this year. What do you attribute that to? Well, I, they always seem to start out high. 
and then they come down as the season progresses and as planning progresses. Uh, I know last year we were around 185. The first estimates I saw this year were 175 in that area. Mm -hmm. And now I see that they're down to 164, 165 in that area. Uh, I think most of that is going to be in West Alabama, specifically Southwest Alabama, the Baldwin County area. I looked at some numbers with you earlier, mm -hmm. and it looks like that's really going to be a part of the country or, or part of the state that's really going to be de decreased. And those people in Baldwin County just have so many options to what they can plant. Yeah. And I think probably planted a pretty good bit of soybeans would be my guess, with prices being high. Well, you know, the market on, on those traded commodities um, was uh, real high mm -hmm. for a lot of crops uh, during that year, during the, the when they were making decisions on when to when they were planning, mm -hmm. so uh, I could see that because they won't know, you know, they're business people. They're mm -hmm. trying to make the the most money off of their property that they possibly can, and uh, and it just made good sense to them probably at the time to to plant soybeans mm -hmm. or corn or some other grains uh, instead of peanuts this year. But yes. Uh, Baldwin County's uh, peanut acreage is down several thousand mm -hmm. acres this year. So, and that's been kind of across the board. And, you know, whenever those estimates come out that the National Agricultural Statistics mm -hmm. Service, NAS, whenever they put out those estimates, um, then they're just an educated guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, their guess was pretty off this year mm -hmm. because then later, Farm Service Agency, FSA, mm -hmm. comes out with a planted acres report, mm -hmm. and, and that's actual what farmers have registered in the offices, the county offices. So uh, that's a lot more accurate number. And, and like you said, it was uh, a, several thousand acres mm -hmm. difference this mm -hmm. year. Um, so it it's been all over the board, but I think that we're going to wind up somewhere around 164,000 acres this year, mm -hmm. hopefully. Yeah. Um, and then we'll we'll see what that uh, relates to as far as tons. So mm -hmm. uh, I know you try to keep up with tons graded in Alabama because that's your budget mm -hmm. uh, and that's what you work off of. So what, what's that looking like? And, and you're right, we do have a budget. I think it's a good time to mention now that we are not appropriated. We're 100% we're fee-generated business, so everything we do uh, is, is from fees that we earn. So we do have to watch that. Uh, you got to keep in mind, too, when I talk about peanuts graded or tons graded in Alabama, there's also peanuts that come from Mississippi and Florida that we grade and, and Georgia. Uh, I think the, the Georgia peanuts pretty much a wash. They grade about as many Alabama peanuts as we do Georgia peanuts. Mm -hmm. uh, we were up on Mississippi. Usually we grade more Mississippi peanuts than they grade Alabama mm -hmm. peanuts. That's starting to kind of mediate now. They got a they got an additional buying point in South Mississippi that, that's, right. that's getting some tonnage from us. And in Florida, we usually grade more Florida peanuts than they grade Alabama peanuts. Mm -hmm. All that being said, and, and I'm always pessimistic. My numbers, every time I guess, it's low, and we do more than what, what I say. Sure. Uh, 
I'm going to say around the 320 mark this mm-hmm. year. 320,000 tons is what I project for us to grade. Last year we graded 384,000 tons. Right. So that's down significantly. Keep in mind I'm a pessimist. Sure. So we'll we'll just have to see in March is usually when we get those final numbers and, and then we'll know. Right. Well, uh, Jeff, is there anything else we haven't covered that you want our audience to know? Well, I think one thing that, that's going to be exciting for us with Shipping Point Inspection this year is that we're hosting a national convention. It's the American Fruit and Vegetable Inspection Standardization Association. We call it Alphavisa for short. Mm-hmm. And it is all the states who have inspection programs. So that's everywhere from Hawaii to California to New York, just every state who has an inspection program, we will host an event in Gulf Shores. And it's it's really a good time to get together with those directors and supervisors and, and see what they're doing to address the issues that they have. And, and the standardization part of Alphavisa is really important because that standardization is that we are all grading and inspecting products the same way. And that's something that's really important. You can't have somebody grading apples different in New York than they do in Alabama. And, and that goes for peanuts or any other thing that we grade. We, we grade all fruits and vegetables and we grade peanuts and, and we grade Brazil nuts. Here in Alabama, yes, those Brazil nuts come from Brazil. We don't grow them, but right. it's, they, you still have to be on the same page with how you grade everything. So it's, it's exciting that we're hosting that event and it's, it's an important, important group to host. Well, it sounds like it, and um, the role we all play in in making sure that we have uh, a safe food supply uh, is is very important. And uh, thank you for that mm-hmm. and the work that y'all do. Uh, also, the work that you do for our peanut producers across the state. Uh, uh, we really appreciate having that third party entity coming in and assigning the value to the crop. It, it really uh, means a lot to our farmers, but uh, appreciate what you do, and thank you for hosting me today uh, on this uh, AgCast. And uh, uh, anything else that you'd like to close out with? No, it just uh, it's my pleasure, and uh, I, I tell you, the people that do this work really enjoy the work, and and we're passionate about it, and you and you have to be, you know, it's this this time of year can be stressful, you know. <laughs> There's a lot going on. It's important to get these peanuts harvested in a timely manner. And uh, you just appreciate everything that y'all do education-wise and and just look forward to, to working with it. And, and I guess the one thing, too, I'd like to say, if anybody hears this that's a farmer or or that's part of the industry and they have questions or concerns, please get in touch with Jacob or somebody and and get in touch with me. We'd love to sit down and talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. And to our audience, thank you for joining us for this week's AgCast. And now, your weekly AgCast wrap-up.
Hi everyone, this is Blake Thaxton, Director of the Alabama Fruit and Vegetable Growers Association. The 2023 AFVGA Annual Conference and Trade Show will open for registration on November 1st. The conference will be held on February 9 and 10 at the Lodge at Gulf State Park in Gulf Shores, Alabama. We are excited about the many activities, educational sessions, and the trade show that is planned for the conference. We want you to bring the whole family. We will have activities for non-registered members of the family, including the AFVGA Luau. That will include live music, games for children, and a great time to network with fellow specialty crop growers from across the state. Some other highlights include the AFVGA General Business Meeting, Sweet Potato Mini Conference, a beginner pecan workshop, and the Alabama Variety Trial Showcase. See the entire agenda on the website with the link in the show notes. You can also find the conference website with all the information by visiting afvga.org. Another part of the conference that may be interesting to our listeners is the opportunity to exhibit at the trade show. Registration for the trade show is open now, and you can register by visiting the registration website linked in the show notes. A booth costs $400, and there are multiple opportunities to sponsor the event to get your products and brands in front of fruit and vegetable growers in Alabama and the surrounding region. If you have any questions, please email me. My email address is listed in the show notes as well. We hope you will join us. Again, I'm Blake Thaxton. That will wrap us up this week, and we look forward to being with you next time. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.